Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 16 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. This is the third of six episodes in which I will be sharing with you ways in which you can maximize your training efforts and the benefits you gain from those efforts. The topic for today's episode is experimentation. There is no instruction manual for becoming the best athlete you can be. There is no clear path to your goals. Certainly, there are established ways of training, both off and on the field of play, that have proven to be generally effective in helping athletes to develop and improve. At the same time, because athletes differ in so many ways, simply applying a cookie-cutter approach to your athletic development will probably not be the best path to your goals. In fact, it's often innovative and sometimes truly out-there approaches to training that enable athletes to make the next leap forward in their development. Because of your uniqueness as an athlete and the ever-evolving nature of sport training, you have to be open and motivated to try new things, whether physically, technically, tactically, mentally, or with your equipment. Only through experimentation will you find the precise mixture of every contributor to athletic performance that works best for you and that will allow you to perform at your highest level possible. The problem is that experimentation is difficult. You're not always sure what new things you should try. The changes you make don't usually work right away. Your performances often decline temporarily, and you can never know whether the experimentation will pay off in a significant increase in performance. But if you want to become the best athlete you can be, experiment you must. As an old Texas saying goes, if all you ever do is all you've ever done, then all you'll ever get is all you ever got. And from the American author Ralph Waldo Emerson, all of life is an experiment. The more experiments, you make the better. Try this exercise. Hold your right open hand up just to the right of your face like a hatchet that you're about to begin to cut wood with. Then hold your left hand up in a similar way, but farther to the left of you. What you've created is a gap between your hands that represents, with your right hand, how well you're capable of performing, and with your left hand, where you're performing now. This space between your hands indicates how far you have to go between where you are now and where you believe you can be as an athlete. Now, with both hands in those upward positions, slowly begin to move your left hand toward your right hand. And then stop your left hand when you believe that the gap you've created with your hands represents the gap between where you are now as an athlete and where you believe you can be. Your goal is to close that gap so that where you are is where you want to be. And the only way to close that gap is to be constantly looking for new ways to improve and constantly pushing your limits. In other words, constantly experimenting. Identify all of the areas that you need to work on to close that gap. Physical, technical, tactical, mental, equipment, life, and make a conscious commitment to try new things and push the limits of what you're capable of. Closing that gap requires that you create and act on every opportunity you have to improve and grow as an athlete. From Pat Summit, the college basketball coaching legend, the willingness to experiment with change may be the most essential ingredient to success at anything. Here's another reality of sports. If you're not uncomfortable, you aren't challenging yourself, trying new things, or improving. Yet people in general don't like to get uncomfortable because, well, it's uncomfortable. 
In fact, humans are wired to avoid discomfort because when we were cave people, discomfort usually signaled a threat to our survival. Also, discomfort just doesn't feel very good. And doing what's uncomfortable often doesn't work at first. So, better play it safe and stay comfortable, right? Wrong. Because, as that Texas saying suggested, you'll never get better and you'll never achieve your athletic goals. The fact is that athletes associate being out of their comfort zone with feeling bad. It doesn't feel right physically or emotionally, and that causes you to approach what you're doing with a negative attitude. This turn to the dark side then hurts your motivation, confidence, and focus. The result is that something that started out as positive, namely doing something to improve, turns negative. The tendency then is to avoid experimentation and return to your comfort zone. Of course, the problem then is that you don't get better. As you begin to experiment, you need to change your attitude toward discomfort. It's actually good to feel bad. Feeling so-called bad means that you're doing something different and getting out of your comfort zone. It means you're developing and improving as an athlete, and that's a very good thing. The truly powerful thing about making getting out of your comfort zone a priority in your training is that as you spend more time being uncomfortable, your comfort zone grows. Through constant experimentation, what was once beyond the limits of your comfort zone becomes a part of a larger and ever-expanding comfort zone. You engage in an ongoing process of stepping out of your comfort zone, expanding it, and stepping outside again and again. The result is a constant experience of improvement and progress toward your athletic goals. From the motivational speaker Brian Tracy, move out of your comfort zone. You can only grow if you're willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new. One interesting way to experiment involves doing what I call going to extremes. Let me explain. Our minds and bodies evolve to be sensitive to contrasts, such as hot and cold, light and dark, and hard and soft. This awareness enabled primitive humans to be able to quickly judge changes in their environment that might signal a threat to their survival. Here's a modern-day example of this notion of contrast. What do you notice when you first get into a hot tub? Well, it's hot, of course. But what do you notice when you've been in a hot tub for a while? You don't notice anything because your body has adapted to the heat. With many aspects of sport training, whether physical, technical, or mental, there is a continuum that lies between two extremes, somewhere along which you perform best in a particular area. A way to improve the quality of your training is to experiment with different positions along that continuum from one extreme to the other in the areas you're working on. Experimenting with extremes can be used in your physical conditioning efforts to see how you can gain maximal effort. You can use it in your technical work to better understand within the range of a particular body position or movement what enables you to perform better. And you can use experimenting with extremes as part of your mental training, for instance identifying your ideal focus intensity, or mindset, which I'll explore in later episodes. To illustrate the use of extremes in training, let's say you're a baseball player trying to figure out your ideal balance for your stance in the batter's box. You can experiment with three different stances. Weight far forward, weight equally distributed, or weight far back. During batting practice, you can take, say, 10 cuts with each stance and see how it affects your swing and contact with the ball until you figure out what your ideal stance is. This sort of experimentation offers several benefits. First, it increases your awareness around the area you're working on. Second, you can see how different points of the continuum between extremes impact 
what you're working on. Third, you can identify which place on the continuum results in improved performance. One of the most common reasons why athletes don't like to experiment is that they'll certainly make mistakes, struggle in their training, and yes, fail. But as I talked about in previous episodes, failure is essential for improvement and progressing toward your goals. Here's another one of those simple realities of sport. If you're not making mistakes in training, you're not getting out of your comfort zone or developing as an athlete. I make a distinction between good mistakes and bad mistakes. Bad mistakes are those that you make because you're not fully committed, playing it safe, and are giving up too easily. There is never a place in training for bad mistakes for several reasons. First, they prevent you from experimenting and getting out of your comfort zone. Second, bad mistakes result in poor quality training. Finally, bad mistakes create shoddy physical and mental habits that will not be effective in competition. By contrast, good mistakes occur because you're challenging yourself and trying new things. Often when you first work on something new, for example, a new technique in your training, not only do you not get the technique right away, but your focus on it causes you to make mistakes in your overall training performances. Rather than these mistakes being bad, they are, to the contrary, very good because they are indications that you're experimenting and getting out of your comfort zone. You should actually be happy when you make mistakes for that very reason. When you're making mistakes, it's easy to get frustrated and want to give up. But if you can reorient your attitude towards seeing these sorts of mistakes as good, as positive, as beneficial, they will have a totally different mental and emotional effect on you. You will accomplish those three P's of patience, persistence, and perseverance when training. You will stay calm and motivated. You'll actually feel inspired rather than discouraged by your mistakes. Believe it or not, you will actually want to make more mistakes. From Laird Hamilton, the big wave surfing champion, people don't want to do new things if they think they're going to be bad at them or people are going to laugh at them. You have to be willing to subject yourself to failure, to be bad, to fall in your head and do it again and try stuff that you've never done in order to be the best you can be. You want to make experimentation not something that you do periodically or when you think it will be helpful. You also don't want experimentation to be an uncomfortable experience that you look upon with dread and aversion. Instead, you want it to be a regular and ingrained part of your overall training regimen and something you do every day to advance your development as an athlete. And importantly, you want experimentation to be something that you're comfortable with and pursue with confidence and even excitement at the possibilities that experimentation will create in your athletic development. One way to accomplish the goals of integrating experimentation into your training program and getting comfortable with it is to make a commitment to incorporating experimentation into your daily training schedule in life. In other words, you want to make experimentation your default in all aspects of your training. It's just something you do. The way to do this is to include experimentation in your weekly and daily training efforts. When you sit down at the beginning of each week and plan out your training schedule, you can identify and include one bit of experimentation in your planning. For example, during a strength session on Thursday, you're going to go for a new personal record in your squats workout. Or if you're a tennis player who prefers staying on the baseline, you're going to serve and volley at least twice every game in a practice match. You can make experimentation a part of your daily life by, for example, asking someone out on a date or speaking up in class. Because experimentation may be new and may not be comfortable to you, 
If you just make a general commitment to it, okay, I'm going to try something new this week, you will probably either forget to experiment or consciously decide not to because it's uncomfortable. By putting a specific act of experimentation in your training calendar and seeing it when you arrive at training, you are more likely to remember it and have a hard time avoiding it. At first, you will have to be deliberate about this process because it's new and different. But as you experiment more and more and become increasingly comfortable with it, experimentation will become more ingrained in your training habits until you find yourself experimenting and improving faster and better without even thinking about it. An unknown quote, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So do one thing every day that scares you. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 16 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. And be on the lookout for episode 17 in the near future.